It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother, Jonah. And we are so excited to have you hear the latest season of our nostalgia-themed podcast, How Did We Get Weird? Not only do you get to know me and my brother, you get to know the stories that made us the absolutely rad people we are today. Check out our episodes where we've welcomed hilarious guests like our friend Andy Samberg. That's it! That's really it! And Queen Casey Wilson. I really went cart before the horse. I said, I think I have an opportunity to interview Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) As a high school student. And you do not want to miss out on our funny segments like (laughs) Change.Dork. Change.Dork. And congratulations, you played yourself. Congratulations. You played yourself. Listen to our podcast, How Did We Get Weird, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Raquel Willis. Join me on my new podcast, Queer Chronicles, a show where LGBTQ plus folks tell their own stories in their own words. This season, teens will share all about growing up in political battleground states. We will always exist, and we will definitely not let them take away our joy, no matter how hard they try. Listen to Queer Chronicles on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your most fabulous shows. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things. That make me. Let's talk about sex. Come on. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all of the things about things that make me. Let's talk about sex. I want to know. Great minds think alike. Bro, bro, bro. Literally before you came on the Zoom call, I said to these two, I had the perfect song to start us off. I had queued that up. Your Zoom window opens and you go, let's talk about sex. Baby. <laughs> right away, baby. You know what time it is. It's it's our favorite day of the year. Listeners. Right, but listen, we have some caveats here. Yes. Okay. First of all, we do need to tell the listener. Well, okay, what can't well, we do? Yeah, they don't want to. Well, we'll cut this out, but they do. Yeah. I'll give him the warning just so he knows. They don't want to talk about porn or sex addiction. They're still doing research on those things. And so they just. Don't feel quite yet, right? <laughs> Are you crossing out on a list? <laughs> that is no so porn. funny. All right, you, you have no to. Sense. We can keep this because it's just too funny. Donald is now crossing <laughs> out on his list of questions. My porn in a sec. They don't want to talk about it because they, they they're still researching and they don't feel like they're have the expertise yet to comment on those things, right, mm-hmm. Joel? That's correct. Listen, I was just flipping through their guides. They have these 
very um, I, I, we're gonna have to shout them out because people should buy these. Um, they're kind Pamphlets. of like they're kind of like instruction manuals for the vagina and the penis. I was just perusing them. They're very this, informative. This already is making me uncomfortable, and I like it. It's going to be great. We should. We don't normally give warnings, but obviously we should state the obvious, I think. If you're someone who happens to listen to this with your children in the in the car or something, you shouldn't. We're going to talk about sex, baby. We're going to talk you and me. We're going to talk about all the good things, all the bad things that may be. We're going to talk about sex, people. All yeah. right, so let's just Yeah, so um let's just start you definitely, there. This, this definitely shouldn't be one that you uh listen to with anyone. We've you warned don't. them. We've warned them. I know. We've warned them. Okay. But anyway, I was just flipping through their guides, Donald, and uh, there's beautiful drawings and um it's really informative. I I was kind of at first I was kind of like smiling, like laughing with them about it, and then I was like, "Oh, I got to try that because they have like all these techniques. They have names on them. Like, I'll read I want to ask, what's the best way to introduce a thumb in the butt? Like, okay. how do you? Well, maybe like, don't start off with that. Okay. Actually, that, that's don't in the leave. guide. Don't leave. I, Build into by the way, that. let me, let me, listen, I saw that. Hold on. Let me go back to that. Oh, Donald, don't God. leave with that. I think we got to, much like, much like they advise in their guides to go take your time with foreplay. I think we need to not go right at. Okay, so here's what a little, is foreplay? Listen, here's First a little section. All, I'm going to tell you That's another question I have. What is? Let me write that can down. I, what can is I, foreplay? Donald, you're can not I, familiar with foreplay. Can I read you something not from anymore. the guide? Can I read you something from the guide, Donald? Mm -hmm. This chapter is called Venture Backdoor. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, I'm already interested. The Go anus. On, I'm listening. The anus is still frustratingly taboo in our society, but it has a lot of nerve endings and can feel pleasurable for everyone. If you've never tried anal play before, make sure to discuss it beforehand. It's not something to spring on your partner in the moment. If your partner is up for anal play, you'll need to use some lube. We think silicone lube works best in this instance. Here's some simple techniques to try. A, just the tip. <laughs> Put a dab of lube on your pointer finger and press your fingertip against the anus. So okay, that's I'm the kind already. of information these folks have for us. And um, okay, I'm going to ask questions like, should you poo before you can. playing? You can. But with... let's warm up to that. Much like okay. foreplay, let's just, I don't want them to get scared of you. That's not a scary question. They're therapists. I They're... think you know the obvious that you should poo before um, and, and sh well, shower. Some people, maybe our listeners out there don't know that. Zach, maybe think, they're thinking we're just going to go right into I think you need right to get in there with a, with a washcloth and just dig in there as safe as possible. Into the booty hole? I this think is a so. Question. This is a question we well, must ask. Well, write it down on your, on your list. Do they use a washcloth on your asshole? By the way, this whole podcast started with a debate about whether to use a washcloth in the shower. But I think that to circle back around from episode 101 or something, uh, that yes, before you engage in this kind of stuff, you should uh, dig in there with a washcloth. We don't need we don't need the sex therapist advice on that. All right, so Donald, I just want to prepare. This is like when we met Travolta, and I said, "Don't go right in and bum rush him." And then you were asking about face off within two seconds. Let's not go right at the at your dirty questions. We're going to ease them in with some nice, calm questions. But dirty questions are allowed, Joel. Yeah, we'll build to that. Yes, yes, we'll build to that. Don't okay. bring up gross stuff. No one wants to hear gross. There's, no, stuff. there's nothing gross about it if you're into it, bro. They said okay. they're very comfortable and open. And okay, good. Let them in the room, please. Oh, uh, Donald, count us in, please. Five, six, seven, eight. stories about a show we made About a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor
Well, we're two racehorses at the gate. We have so many questions. <laughs> Daniel, maybe put a sound effect of that of that thing that 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 sounds when the when the horses are let free from the majiggy. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right, let him let them out. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Xander. <laughs> What's up, guys? R- R- uh, I'm loud. In- I'm sorry. I'm so Donald's excited. Donald's very that you guys loud are here. and excited, but please introduce yourselves to us. We're so excited to be here. Yeah. So we're Vanessa and Xander Marin. I'm a licensed sex therapist. I'm a regular dude who happens to be married to a sex therapist, <laughs> and we've been together 16 years, married 12 years. So, um, you know, I so get to give works. the. The regular guy's perspective. <laughs> who also great. has a bit of experience with her. Yeah, and so together we wrote a book, Sex Talks, The Five Conversations That Will Transform Your Love Life, that came out this year and was an instant New York Times bestseller. And we really just focus on helping couples keep the spark alive in their long-term relationships. Because I think anybody who's been in a long-term relationship knows you have some ebbs and flows <laughs> to it, right? Like it's Absolutely. not always as exciting as it was at the beginning of the relationship. So we're here to help people understand why that happens and find that spark again. That's amazing. Now, just say the name of your book slower because I think once we get talking, people are going to really want to get this book. I was looking through your, um, I don't know, what do you call these, the, the guides that you put they look out? like pamphlets to me. Well, like it's not they, a pamphlet. It's a, what, what is this? It's, it's a four, I'm looking at the we four call play them guides. Guide. Okay. <laughs> And um, instruction I found, manual. That's yes. what you're. It's like the. It's an instruction manual. It's kind of like what you wish someone taught you, um, but no one ever did. Oh yeah. And exactly. So, to, so tell us two <laughs> things uh, before we get Can into it. Can you imagine a, being like introduced into sex with? One of these instruction manuals? Yes, it really would have helped. Also, what it about- It really in, would have helped. <laughs> what about in, in high school, if you had like a communications class that wasn't like, that was really about how to have proper arguments and debates with your partner? I mean, no one ever teaches you I, that either. No. Um, can you um, just, sorry, plug both things. How do people get a hold of those uh, guides and your book before we get into it? So the book is called Sex Talks, The Five Conversations That Will Transform Your Love Life. And what that book is all about is how to actually talk about sex with the person you are having sex with. Mm. So we all have, like, heard that advice. Like, you know, you're up late at night. You're Googling your secret sex problems. You're trying to find some answers. And it's at the end of every article. Like, just talk about it with your partner. Easier said than done. Right? And But it's such generic advice. You're like, well, but what do I say? And how do I say it? And these things are embarrassing and tricky to talk about. So we took that advice and we really made it super practical. So we boiled it down into what are the five specific conversations we think every couple would benefit from. And we walk you through like exactly how to have those conversations. So it's not generic. It's really practical, straightforward. And we share a lot of our own stories too, to like really help normalize these conversations. We've learned all of our advice from doing the exact opposite in our relationship. So we've made a lot of mistakes. We've learned a lot of great stuff. So we share all of that. So that's Sex Talks, the book. And then the pamphlets, the guides that you guys are referring to. The instruction (laughs) instruction (laughs) manual. The instruction manual. So, you know, when it comes to sex, like, 
we all want to be great in bed, right? Like who doesn't want to be the best their partner has ever had? But like you were saying, Zach, like where do we learn about this? So Definitely not in school. Yeah, we have this like incredible pressure on ourselves to be so good at it, but we've never actually learned how to. And so again, like we're all about the practical. We want to teach people things that like you feel like you should already know, but you never really learned anywhere. So we have a ton of guides. Like we have our ultimate foreplay guides. We have a guide called Next Level Intercourse, where we show you, again, it's very step-by-step, like specific techniques, exactly how to use your hands, exactly how to use your mouth, these specific positions. Oh, that would have been <laughs> like, so fucking helpful when I was younger. <laughs> I, I really, I was just uh, looking through it and, you know, I, I really recommend them. Wait, first of all, how do people get them? The they can go to our website. It's vmtherapy.com. So it's my initials, V-M-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y.com. So those are two of our most popular, but we have a guide about butt stuff. We have how to initiate sex. We have sex Oh, see, challenges. they want to go right into it right away. No, we've done it all. They want to go into it right away. Dude, what does a good interviewer do? They start slow, and then they get to the butt stuff. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now, um... I wanted to ask, and and anyway, I was just looking through the guides, and audience, you might think that you're amazing in bed, and you're like, you don't need instructions. There was some very interesting info in there, and it's funny, you know, we're joking, but no one ever teaches, no one ever sits down and goes, this is exactly what, you know, people like. And of course, it's unique to each person. So people are afraid to have these conversations directly with their partner. No one ever teaches you. So I think it's a great service that you guys are offering to, to sort of educate people in, in, in exploring what people like and also talking about it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's like there's no shame in this. I mean, we there's always something new to learn. Like we both feel pretty damn confident with our technique at this point, but like we're always learning new things and trying new things and there's no shame in that. Like there it's so much fun to explore sex, like explore in the bedroom with your partner. So we want to take that shame away. We want to make people feel excited about mm-hmm. gaining some new skills. <laughs> There are so many questions that I have. Um, I think Donald's never done homework one, for an interview before, but he's got a pad <laughs> and a pen. The first one I think we should start off with is uh, what is foreplay? So we actually hate the word foreplay. Oh, so what shit, foreplay I already means? Fucked up the interview. Bro. <laughs> So typically when people are referring to foreplay, we're talking about like using our hands and our mouths on each other, like the stuff that we do to warm each other up, Mm -hmm. to get ready for the real thing, which in male-female couples, most of us think of as intercourse. And so even just that word foreplay, it makes it sound like these are the things you do before the main act. And so it, it feels like these acts are like they're less important. And sometimes people almost get annoyed with it, like, oh, we have to do more foreplay. Like, I just want to have the real deal like let's get to it Mm. but the reality is that for us women you are way more likely to make us orgasm from foreplay from using your hands and your mouths than you are from intercourse. So 85 to 90% of women cannot orgasm from intercourse alone like only 10 to 15% of women really yeah so the vast majority of women need that foreplay so it's not that these are like 
the annoying things that we have to do in order to have the main event, like these things are the main event for women. Yeah, but the problem with that terminology is that then we get this idea in our head that, oh, this is this thing that we're just supposed to spend a little bit of time mm -hmm. on before. We also have that whole like running the bases analogy, which also doesn't really help because yeah. it's like, oh, well, why would I want a double when I can have a home run, right? And so we get this idea that we should just rush through that to get to the next thing, the intercourse, when in reality, you know, the intercourse can be very pleasurable, but it's often not the most pleasurable act for one of the people in, in the <laughs> partnership. And so, you know, we think foreplay should be something that should be happening throughout the whole experience, not just before. Okay, I agree with that 100%. I'm sorry, Mom. Drink you want to take your sweatshirt off? Me... You need to like pat down your forehead. Um, it's getting hot in here already. He's wearing his, he's wearing his infamous Mickey Mouse hoodie and uh, he's getting all hot and bothered. So what do you think, uh, If, if I, I know this is probably a broad question, but when a couple comes to you to ask questions and they've been together a while, what are some of the most common, I know this is probably what your, what your book is about, but what are some of the most common things that they say Hey, we had a good sex life and we occasionally do have a good sex life, but we've lost a little bit of the of the sizzle. Um what do you advise how do you advise them? What are some what are some of the most common conundrums people come to you with? The main thing that couples complain about is that their sex life just doesn't feel exciting anymore. And they'll talk a lot about the early days of the relationship. Like, oh, when we first met, we couldn't keep our hands off of each other. We were having sex all the time. It was really exciting, like very pleasurable. And then as things go on, like the frequency slows down. The like the window kind of narrows of what sex entails. So a lot of couples are like, you know, they're not actually even doing foreplay or anything exciting. It's just like we get right to it. You can kind of script out in two minutes, you know, like exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, one or two positions at best. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the, yeah, the sex itself just doesn't feel particularly pleasurable or satisfying. In particular, there's a big orgasm gap in male-female relationships. So men are having a lot more orgasms than women are having. And that can lead to mismatches in desire, too. So one of the things that we call out in the book is the connection between enjoyment and desire. Can I get my wife really quick? Donald's Donald Styles hey. going to go get his wife because um, hey. this is uh, just some backstory. Listeners of the show hey. will. He's going to yell for her you because <laughs> you want to. I love this. <laughs> he goes. You want to get on the. He's going to use this as free therapy. Um, just as a backstory that our listeners will know, uh, Donald and his wife speak openly um, about a mismatch in desire. He has the libido of a eighteen-year-old boy. And um, his wife uh, does not. Uh, it's pretty interesting. It's rather fun. <laughs> oh, we're getting good good grades already. <laughs> she's scared, she said. Did you hear her say she's scared? I did. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Come meet Casey. But wait, All this right. whole show is not going to become about this. Play the song, Daniel. Casey, come down here. I don't know nothing about raising these fools. So tell me what to do. I don't know nothing about raising these kids. And that's what it is. Hi, guys. You guys, this is hey, Casey, Casey Cobb. Hi, guys. Hi, hey. I'm Vanessa. That's Vanessa and Xander. They were just about to talk about a mismatch, uh, how couples deal. It's very often a mismatch in desire. And I was sharing with them oh. that this is something that Donald and Casey deal with. Um, and, and maybe you can give them some advice. Uh, they, Donald would like to have sex at least once a day. Um, and Casey, I, I think it's safe to say, does not agree with that. Want to have sex once a day? 
Yeah. <laughs> so maybe you could give them, like, I'm sure this is a common problem with our listeners that are listening. Can you share some advice for them on how, do you, how does a couple get past this or deal with this? Okay, first off, let me just say I was staring at you because you're wearing the exact same thing I am and we look alike. <laughs> Twinsies. <laughs> I was staring at you and then I was like, oh, wait, I'm over here. There's that okay. Yeah, you're not married to the white guy. I'm you're not the white man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what we were starting to talk about is one of the biggest causes for desire discrepancies in couples. And this may not be the case for you guys. There are a lot of reasons why we might have discrepancies. But one of the most common ones that we see is that it's it's actually a mismatch in the enjoyment that the couple is having of sex. So there's a really powerful connection between how much we enjoy sex and how much we desire sex. So we're big foodies. I always like to make food comparisons. Like, would you ever crave a bowl of overly steamed mushy broccoli? Like, no, of course not. It doesn't make sense to crave it. Like most of us don't enjoy eating overly steamed mushy broccoli, though we don't judge ourselves for like, why do I never seem to want that? But a lot of us are having sex that is kind of the equivalent of overly steamed mushy broccoli. Yeah. And then we beat ourselves up wondering like, why do I not want that more? Especially us women, we have this tendency to, to blame ourselves, to feel like something's wrong with us. But there's a huge gap in how much men enjoy sex and how much women enjoy sex. So again, I, may not I be the specific reason that. for you guys. I saw Donald's face when I said the mushy broccoli well, sex. You, he, so. Donald just <laughs> thought that you were describing his in the sex. analogy, I'm mushy broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, we have great sex, and I have to say, but I think my my question, since we're we're being, I'm a foodie too. What do you do when you're just full? <laughs> <laughs> you know, way, that analogy is perfect. She's full. <laughs> my thing is, we have great sex, and I will say, our sex has gotten better as we've gotten older. I will say that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm one of those people. I'm a very mental person, so when I have a lot going on in my head. I'm kind of like, okay, I can designate this amount of time and space in my brain to feel good and amazing with you and love you. But then I got to get back onto the 50 million other things I got going on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And okay. as far as. Yeah. So let me you tell know. you. So the two main, the two like most common reasons that we see for these desire discrepancies, one is the enjoyment piece mm -hmm. that I just mentioned. The other one is an emotional connection piece. Like a lot of couples, especially in long-term relationships, life gets busy. We have a lot on our plate. We're just not feeling emotionally connected with each other. And so it can make it feel really challenging to want to be intimate if you're not feeling that closeness. Or even yeah, if you guys have been arguing, you're feeling resentful. Yeah. So those, those are the two most common ones. But what you're speaking to is kind of like a, a third one that is also quite common as well of just the like, I've got so much in my head that it feels like there's not any space or desire. Yeah. Does that feel well, like it's it just, accurate? It, yeah. And I don't want to say I, this is why I didn't try, really want to come on because right. sometimes I feel like I'm misunderstood in our house. Well, you have a I know. Of people here. I know. And so, so it's one of those things where we'll have, you know, we'll have amazing sex and then I'll be like, oh, wow, that was really great. And then 20 minutes later, he's like, that was so good. We should do it again. And I'm like, mm -hmm. babe. I got to get on. I got to get on with it. But that not only that, it's also when you say the emotional disconnect, it's really hard to like if we've been not fighting, we don't really have big fights, but I get real pissed off when shit's not done around the house. 
or if I've done oh, a yeah. bunch of shit and I come yep. home from taking the kids to school, something that he has not done, you know, mm-hmm. and I come home and shit's everywhere. And I'm like, what, what just happened? And, but, but now mm-hmm. you want me to all of a sudden ride you like a queen? Like, no, I don't <laughs> yeah, feel like yeah. a queen. <laughs> I feel like I just got yeah, shit so on. And now it feels like a chore that you're making me another chore that I'm having to do. Exactly. This is super common. So you're talking about mental load, which in male-female relationships, studies have shown that women carry the vast majority of mental load. It's like we're always keeping track of, you know, when do we need to go grocery shopping and I've got to pick up the dry cleaning and are we out of this thing and I've got to reorder this thing and I've got to make the appointment. It's like this endless list in our heads that's always going and the actual responsibilities piece of it too, a feeling like, hey, I'm running the house, I'm taking care of the kids, I'm doing all the things, and now sex is starting to feel like another thing on this miles-long, endless to-do list that I have. And it takes the the feeling of like intimacy and connection away from it and it starts to feel more like a transactional thing. Like I've got to check this off the list just like I have to check off going to the grocery store. Totally. Yeah. And I hate that. I do. I yeah. hate that because when we do have, when we are connected and we do have great sex, it's amazing. Um, but you know, that's that's it, it's like a roller coaster. It comes in waves. You know, I mean, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not saying. I mean, I do like to think, and I'm going to say that because sometimes I think these listeners think that I don't be having enough sex, but I have a lot of sex, <laughs> like more than any married woman I yes. know. Yes, I am I really going to bat over here. <laughs> So you're a generous partner. Her you're are like, willing you do it how to. How many times a week? Yeah. Oh, Casey, I'm so sorry. And for it's you. still not enough. And I don't. No, ever, it's not that it's not enough. I don't want to ever feel like I'm not, because I am an overachiever when it comes to getting that. my shit done. And you I know. love that. Let's take a break. We'll be right back after these fine words. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you. Do you? I mean, you do? This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Shannon Doherty, host of the new podcast, Let's Be Clear with Shannon Doherty. You may know me from, let's see, 90210, Charmed, Mallrats, Heathers. 
probably also know me from my stage four cancer diagnosis and sharing that journey with so many of you. There's something so authentic about a podcast. It's me connecting, me talking raw in the moment. That's what my goal is to give you, to talk about why I feel that cancer to a certain extent is a gift, what my responsibilities are as a person with cancer, because I think that there's something so much bigger than me. And to be honest, I'm still trying to find out what that is. And maybe together we'll find it. It's going to be a wild ride. So I hope that you all tune in. Listen to Let's Be Clear with Shannon Doherty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Casey, I want to ask you, you said a minute ago, like you guys will have amazing sex. You're feeling super connected. It feels really good. And then he says, we should do it again. And the way that you described it, it felt like you kind of like deflated in that moment. Like, ugh. So I'm curious, like, tell me what happens for you when you're like, you're riding this high, everything's been great, and he says, we should do it again. Like, what's that deflation like that happens for you? It wasn't enough. Like, yeah, exactly. It just wasn't enough. Like, the constant feeling I feel all day, like, yeah. not so much just from him. It's just, it wasn't enough. So it's just more, it's just more and everything. And when I think of more, yeah. it it goes into back what you're saying, the mental load mm-hmm. of... He's not satisfied. So I can't check that off my my list because he's mm-hmm. not satisfied. It's back on the list now. It's back on yeah. the list. So okay. I don't know. So, what could, so let me guess, Donald, I'm going to speak for you. But I'm guessing that what you're feeling in that moment when you say that is like you feel so connected to her, so in love with her. It was fun. It was pleasurable. It was just like, oh, yes. And so I'm guessing that you hearing that she's so deflated when you say that, you're like, oh, sh- no, that's like the exact opposite of what I wanted you to feel feel so casey what is well, something do you feel different that? absolutely yeah okay okay no 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 absolutely not what, absolutely like not. what is, could he exactly say to you right. instead of we should do it again which makes you feel like oh shit i didn't do good enough it's back on the list what could he say to you that's different that would help you because i think what he's trying to say is like that was so you. fun i feel so connected yeah to you. what what's your day like what can i help you with today Hmm. I'm, what can but you want to hear like, that right after sex? That's what I. Well, I don't want. I don't want sex to be a freaking. Well, let's, we can do both. We I don't can want do a both. So how can sex he... <laughs> also where it's like, all right, I'm going to give you some dick, no, no, and but, now I'm going to go handle. But these when chores. we're getting dressed and stuff, so <laughs> what, what are you going to do today? What are you up to now? Like, oh, do you need help well, what's with a, anything? What's a way that he could express to you how much fun he had and how connected he feels to you in a way that makes you feel like that was good enough? That was great. Well, to be honest, Donald's very complimentary after sex. Like he'll fill me up and boost Whoa. me up. Wow! Wow, it's a not, lot. Not- <laughs> wow. Jesus! It's- All right, can I can I jump in here? Um, I one of the things we had a gynecologist uh, on, and, and and she she was answering some questions, but then she deferred and said you should really have a sex therapist on this. Is out, and what she was saying is that. You know, some of these chores around the house that Casey was feeling don't get done, that that's and that can be an uh, uh, an aphrodisiac in a way by doing mm-hmm. some of the mm-hmm. things, by taking some of the load off of her, um, that that might be something that he could be doing that would make yes. her. Yeah. And, and wait, just to, not to interrupt, but just for everyone to know, it's not so much chores like laundry and ditch. It's like. You pick up the kids. You drive the 45 minutes to the school and get the kids and 45 minutes back with them yelling at you and treating you like shit the whole way home. 
Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's both of our kids. It's not just my, they're not just mine. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you know, kids have complicated a lot of shit. You know what I mean? Like, as far as, it's like a fantasy over here sometimes for me. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. Like, I, I agree. Like, no, I'm, I'm not. You're I'm, living in a fantasy No world. doubt. Like, the shit's just clean all of a sudden. I'm like, wow, that shit's clean all of a sudden. Oh, or, I got to be in the garage animating for nine hours and nobody even looked for me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's another. <laughs> so that is another. One. So don't you? Sorry, I'll defer the pros, but don't you see that that might be a root of of some of the problem in terms of you getting more of what you want? It's a huge, huge part of it. So I think I think there are two things that I would if we we were working together. There are two things that I would work with. One is figuring out what's a better way for Donald to communicate, like. After sex, I feel so good. I'm so connected. I would probably suggest not saying, do you want to do that again right in that moment? I would oh. just focus on complimenting her. Because you're you're doing that already. It sounds like she feels good. But you need to make her really feel like, like just that was so good. I love you so much. I'm really connected. I appreciate the way that you showed up with me, that moment that we shared. Like, thank you. And then, you know, we can talk about like, you can still express desire for her, but I would keep it a little bit separate. So she just gets that to enjoy that feeling in that moment of like, okay, good. He feels good. I feel good. That was enjoyable. And and so the perfectionism doesn't come up for you of like, oh, God, it wasn't good enough, yeah. right? So that's one piece of it. The second piece of it is dealing with the mental load aspect of it because this is a, a huge thing that comes up with couples. Like I was saying, the majority of women carry the mental load, and it really makes sex start to feel transactional. And the great thing that I'm hearing from you guys is like, the the sex itself is not the problem. It sounds like you guys have fun, you feel connected, you love each other, like it's really intimate and enjoyable. It's just like getting there that's causing yeah. the challenge. So when it comes to mental load, like we highly recommend that couples come up with a specific plan of how they're going to share mental load and the actual responsibilities of running the household. Because if you guys are feeling like if you don't have a specific plan, the majority of it is just going to be falling to her and she's going to start to feel overworked and tired and resentful. And mm-hmm. she's not going to be able to show up with that energy that you both want her to show up. With. You guys have the same goals here, actually. Yeah, like it's yeah. not that you're wildly mismatched. So I would think about, like, what are the ways that you can share the responsibilities a little bit more evenly so you guys are feeling more like teammates outside of the bedroom, and then that's going to make it easier to feel like Definitely. teammates inside I, the bedroom. I think that's our missing link. And and please know, like, he treats me like a queen. I feel amazing. He's a wonderful husband to me, and he's a wonderful dad. But I – and in his defense, a lot of it is is because I take on the role of – getting everything done because I like mm-hmm. it done my way and or or the mm-hmm. right way. Yeah, there and, it is. Yeah, right. I do admit that. I do admit that, yeah. you know. But um, you know, just for example, before this podcast, you know, I'm worried I'm in addition to the kids, the house and everything else, which I don't have a problem with. I love my kids and I love taking care of my beautiful home that I'm very fortunate to have, thanks to him. But I'm worried is your computer charged? I'm checking my phone. Did Zach text me because he wants because Donald's late or this or where is Donald going today? He needs the map quest. I have to send him the address. I have to make sure I give mm-hmm. him the warning that it's time to get in the car because the traffic is bad. It's just and and I do have to. I, you could say I don't have to do those things, but I do have to do those things because if I don't, guess what? Donald's not there on time. Zach's angry. Zach's texting me. 
you know, the computer's not charged. Mm -hmm. It's dead. Y'all are pissed off. So basically what we've learned is I'm the reason that you guys aren't fucking enough. That's really what it comes down to. I think Zach's the entire problem here. (laughs) She's got fake doctors on her shoulder as well. Yeah. You know. So, yeah, I mean, I think what you're saying is right. Yeah, like coming up with the plan together. And as part of the plan, so here's what comes up. Like a lot of us women do the same thing. And we've had this come up in our relationship too. Like this happens for everybody. But like we've been so socialized to believe that, you know, our value is in taking care of the home and making things run properly Mm -hmm. and everything's good. And so we do have this idea in our heads of the right way to do things. And so we get frustrated and it's like, oh, can you just unload the dishwasher? Like I have so many things to do. And then he unloads it in the wrong way. And it's like, oh, I shouldn't even have asked him. Like now I have to redo it. I should (laughs) have done it myself right so in that conversation when you're making a plan of like whose responsibility is what and like it's got to be a clear plan and part of the plan also needs to be how does each thing need to be done so it's not enough to say your job is you know doing all the dishes we've got to go through like okay how do the dishes need to be done what's the like acceptable standard you know are there things that i need to show you that you've never done before you know what we need we need that instruction manual. We need an instruction yeah. manual. We need that instruction <laughs> manual. All right. And I, I, I want to make it broaden it out because I'm sure there's, you know, we're speaking specifically about their case, but I'm sure there's instances where, where the dynamic has shifted, where the woman has a much stronger libido than the man, correct? Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, We actually have polled our audience about this because stereotypically you think in a male-female relationship, like, it's always the guy that has the higher sex Mm -hmm. drive. But it's really not. Like, we've polled our audience about this, and 45% of couples in male-female relationships say that it's actually the woman who has the higher drive. And and we've been through long periods in our relationship where Vanessa's had a higher sex drive than me. So it's it's something that's super, super common. Yeah, but it just doesn't ever get talked about. Yeah, because that is something that's true. It's mostly what they're talking about, I'm sure, is what, what's in the zeitgeist of people thinking, oh, yeah, the guy always wants that. He's begging for sex. But so how did you guys deal with that when it was when the tables were turned, when you when you as the man weren't feeling uh, it and and she was like, what the fuck? Come on. <laughs> well, let's see. I this, So, you know, this was early, early in our relationship. We definitely we definitely did everything the wrong way. This was, you know, before we had built up this business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was probably when you were still studying um, in grad school. Right. And yeah. um, and so, you know, what happened for me was, you know, I I took on all of this shame because it was like, hey, I'm I'm a man. I'm supposed to have a higher sex drive. That's the way I've been socialized. You know, all the messages that we get are like, guys want it whenever, wherever, like however, right? And it was like, okay, so like, why why am I not wanting it? Like, I, something must be wrong with me. And so I would get really down on myself. I would get really in my head. And then that would in turn create more issues for me, Mm -hmm. like performance issues. I would get excited about doing it. And then Mm -hmm. I would get that thought in my head of, oh, like, are you going to be able to, are you going to be able to last? Are you going to be able to, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. And then, and then things would kind of go awry. So for me, it was this downward spiral initially. And the thing that I fucked up with is I took it really personally. Like, oh, he doesn't think I'm sexy anymore. He's not attracted to me. He doesn't want to be with me anymore, which only put more pressure on him that, like, now his sex drive has Mm -hmm. to, like, prove to me how attractive he is to me. How did you guys get out of the spiral? Yeah. So, I mean, eventually we went to couples therapy and started kind of peeling back the layers of the onion because, you know, I started realizing, oh, okay, 
I have been unconsciously avoiding situations that I think might lead to intimacy so that I don't have to ask those questions of myself. And, you know, and that's causing Vanessa to wonder, like, am I really attracted to her? Like, you know, what what's wrong with me? And so we started talking more and more about each of our experiences and, and kind of realizing that, you know, we had been approaching each other kind of in the wrong way. Well, so, yeah. And, and what reali- what we realized at the time was like Xander was working super long hours at a corporate job. He wasn't taking care of himself. He was just constantly working and like really high stress levels and just a really bad relationship with his body. And so once we started talking about it more openly, it was like, oh, those are some very understandable reasons why you're not feeling super sexy. Like you're too stressed, you're too busy, and there's literally no time for us to have sex. So there were very understandable and practical reasons why his desire had started to decrease, but we just had gotten locked in this really bad cycle that we couldn't see it. So once we started talking mm-hmm. about it, it was like, oh, okay, we need to like, you know, you needed to make some changes. Yeah, I, I had to think kind of long and hard about, you know, what did my life look like? Was I happy with the choices that I was making that was getting me into this position where, you know, I just didn't really have much time, space or energy for intimacy. So that that was one thing. So I kind of had to stop compartmentalizing sex as like, oh, it's this thing that happens regardless of what else is going on in my life. And so, you know, that caused me to make a couple of changes around, you know, just choices that I was making at work and, you know, stuff that I was doing in terms of like maybe not getting very much exercise and stuff like that. And the other piece of it was I needed to understand better how my own sex drive worked, because for me, I just assumed like, oh, guys are supposed to want it whenever wherever. But what I came to realize was that actually, there was a, we know this now, there are two sex drive types. I assumed I had the one that, that you know, Most the, the stereotypical <laughs> male one, which is called spontaneous desire, where the desire for sex, the thought of sex just comes to you in your head first, like randomly. And then you take action, you know, with your body to maybe initiate sex or, or to have sex. But there's another type of desire called responsive desire, which is when you know, your body needs some stimulation before your head gets the idea of, oh, yeah, this right. sounds good. And so, yeah, most men or more men have spontaneous desire and more women have responsive desire. But what I found for me is that I'm actually a bit more on that responsive side. And so I had to rewire my brain in a way in, in terms of thinking, oh, OK, if I you know, if we want to have sex, I need a little bit of time to kind of calm down and to get, you know, get myself ready and maybe set the mood. And so, you know, it was instead of it being like this, you know, this snap initiation, like, hey, want to do it? Like, that's not going to work for me because like I need to get myself excited and and amped up about it. But you do it or when you say responsive desire, and this might apply to 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 Donald and Casey and, and and the and the switch of the sexes as well. But does that mean that she could your wife could get you there by you know giving you a massage or mm-hmm. or whatever whatever it is touching your body in a certain way yeah, responsive basically means you're you need something to respond to. You're not just like mentally going to think like, oh yeah, sex sounds great right now. So a classic sign that you might be a responsive sex drive type is if you've ever been in the middle of sex or even at the end of sex and you catch yourself thinking like, 
this is fun. Why do I not seem to want this more often? That's a classic sign. So it's just like your body needs to get turned on first before mentally the idea mm-hmm. of sex sounds good. I'm definitely so, a responsive yeah. person. Right. Yeah, that's a that's a really that's a really interesting like there are times I think I'm a responsive person too, but I'm also a very uh uh I'm I'm also ready to go when whenever, but like there's this taboo that men are supposed to always initiate whether they want to have mm-hmm. sex yeah. or not. And it's, mm. it's, I want to feel desired too. You know what I mean? It would be yeah. nice if Casey was like, yo, which, well, she's done it a couple of times. I don't want to use you as an example, but it would be nice if more often it, well, I got to use you as an example. That's fine. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'd rather use your other wife someone else. <laughs> I got to use you as an example. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> there are times where it's like, all right, I'm horny. I know for a fact she's horny, but I'm not gonna say nothing. I wanna, I would You're like her, her to say to me, "Yo, what's going on in them jeans?" You know. What I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> what's Do you want her to initiate just like but that? It doesn't happen, and then I wind up getting upset. And then all of a sudden I turn into... And then he doesn't sleep uh, in the bed for three days. Right, then I'm like... some shit. Like she's supposed because to... Because I missed some signals some cues, that he right, gives off some, right. 24-7. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate you saying that. You guys are, are doing such a great job of just being vulnerable, so I have yeah. to say that. But I think you're speaking to something that a lot of men have a hard time admitting, which is that they want to feel desired mm-hmm. too. And mm-hmm. it's a lot of pressure to be the one who's always initiating. Like initiating is vulnerable, right? Yeah. If your partner says Yo, you no, just shut down. and like it's like auditioning for freaking yeah. a, a t- for for in pilot season. Yeah, <laughs> well, and I, you go out and, and, and they're like, no, 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 no. Yeah, get that call back, and you're like, I. And I'm the <laughs> yeah. very blunt partner, so he'll say something to me, and and he'll be like, "Well, I'm not going to no. juice it up." He'll be like, "Want to fuck?" And I'll be like, that's so romantic. Do I want to fuck you? I don't even like you right now. Like, Uh I'm not in that. I'm not, I'm not having that right now. I don't even want to look at you right now. So you know you why know, a lot of guys that do that kind of bad <laughs> initiation? <laughs> yeah, but it's true, I guess. It's your truth. So, it's your truth. So most men do initiation like that, like wanna fuck or just like honking your boobs or like smacking your ass, yeah. that kind of thing. They do it like that. Because initiating for real is so vulnerable. Yeah. So if Xander comes up behind me and he can just like honk my boobs, I'm like, oh, get off me. What are you doing? I can be like, oh, I was just messing around. Like, right. you know, plausible <laughs> deniability. Yep. I wasn't actually trying to initiate right. sex. Like, yeah. you're crazy that you think I was right. trying to initiate sex, right? Mm-hmm. So then I don't have to feel vulnerable and I don't have to feel bad. Yeah. Right. So, but of course, like most of us don't like being initiated in that way. It's like, what? You know, why are you doing yeah. that? Like, initiation, it's supposed to feel like an invitation, it's supposed yeah. to feel like something that we want to say yes to. But yeah, a but- lot of us are, we're so uncomfortable <laughs> with that vulnerability that we can't put ourselves out there. Yeah. But ain't nothing like trying to initiate something the, the proper way with the hug and the kiss and shit. And then them being like, no, 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 I don't want to do this shit right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, okay. Exactly. Well, you also have to read there the it room. is. It hurts so much more, right? Read the room. I mean, listen, we said there's two types of people. No, I know. But you also have to, in my opinion, you know, if I, I I don't know. I I don't know what other men are like. I've only had sex with Donald for the past 
17. Year. Year. Oh, it would be funny year. if she said year. Year. <laughs> Ten years. Three months. <laughs> I've only had sex with Donald for the past, like, seven months, so I don't. Yeah, you know, but. Um, so, Casey, what would be, like, in your ideal scenario, and actually I want to ask both of you this, what would be the perfect way for your partner to initiate? It would just be, like, so sexy, so exciting, have, make you feel good. Time? Like, I want what's going on in those pants? Yeah, I want to know in the jeans. Well, she's and then, done, listen, jeans. Okay, so the best time, the best, not the best time, and it was horrible for me, but, and then I felt the pressure and I felt what it was like to be her. And so now, oh shit, I got to perform and stuff like that. But when we came back, I came back from out of town. From Miami. From, yeah, from Miami. And she's texting me. In the car, get that dick right. Like well, she's oh going God. too much, too, too much, much, too much. much. No, it's great. Right. So good, I'm good on my teeth. way home thinking, like, yo, dude, you gotta go. Oh shit. This is what we've been waiting for. And side note, I'm like, I can tell he worked really hard and he's exhausted and he's coming home. And I wasn't as pleasant when he left. So I'm gonna really put it on him. Dude, she said, I'm thinking that's what she said some things that yeah. I was all right, like, all right. you don't have to tell the details. And then, no, you don't need all right. <laughs> Wait, so, so was, was that actually your, like the best way? He came home and I put it on him. Yeah, but I, you know, but I'm so in my head about this shit that I'm like, yo, I'm not performing the it way I want to perform on you. right now. This is way too much pressure. You know, I, please make her bust. She got a bust. <gasps> oh, oh, my God. You know what I mean? Oh, my like, God. Is I'm it, your wife. <laughs> Just I want the audience to know that the yeah. sex therapists are both laughing at the word bust. All right. Um, I, now, no, no, I want to hear. So this this might yeah, be need are. to be like be you, a homework baby. assignment for you guys. Like I want each of you See, to I think about because you're not you didn't answer the question, Donald. You gave me like one that was that created a lot of pressure for you. So like what would be the ideal way to initiate? Because that's something like most of us have never thought about this question before, right? But it's kind of crazy because it's like we 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 want our partner to initiate in a good way, and we get annoyed with them when they don't initiate in a good way. But most of us have never taken the time to think about like, but what is what, what would a want? good way actually be for me? Right. So you guys have to well, think about it and then share assignment. with each other. That's a good homework assignment for you guys, and also for couples who this speaks to to uh, to to write that down maybe, and then maybe have the vulnerability to share it with each other okay. and. Uh, Maybe that's and are a they good... gonna come? Are y'all gonna come back on? And well, I hope it? so. But no, no, no. You guys, this <laughs> Happy is a homework. Happy to anytime. We're gonna move on to other things besides your <laughs> okay. guys' sex life. Um, okay. And then, um, but you, oh, you guys, it, give us your direct emails so we can have. Yeah, our yeah they are available for hire. Yeah. Just so you know. <laughs> okay. Um, yes, please. Happy to help. <laughs> I nice really appreciate you guys. We'll be right back after these words. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? Yes. This is a show about women. 
Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European Political Systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. And looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Shannon Doherty, host of the new podcast, Let's Be Clear with Shannon Doherty. You may know me from, let's see, 90210, Charmed, Mallrats, Heathers. You probably also know me from my stage four cancer diagnosis and sharing that journey with so many of you. There's something so authentic about a podcast. It's me connecting, me talking raw in the moment. That's what my goal is to give you to talk about why I feel that cancer to a certain extent is a gift, what my responsibilities are as a person with cancer, because I think that there's something so much bigger than me. And to be honest, I'm still trying to find out what that is. And maybe together we'll find it. It's going to be a wild ride. So I hope that you all tune in. Listen to Let's Be Clear with Shannon Doherty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And we're back. And we're back. And we're back. We're back. 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 Well, thank you. I wanted to talk about uh, some of the other things because that's very good and very informative on the subject of um, people not being on the same page. How do you describe that? Uh, Libido not being mismatched libidos. Yeah. I mean, we we talked about a lot of different things get wrapped up in it. And that's why it's, yeah, it's so interesting to start pulling apart the layers. And you're like, oh, this, it makes sense. This all makes sense. Now, I was looking through your guide and it was very informative. And I wondered, what do you think is, are the most, we could do it for both men and women, but what do you think are the most common things that women say to you um, a man doesn't understand about what turns them on? Because there's some information in the guides I think is very helpful um, for men uh, and or women, obviously. But um, what what do you find as, a, as someone who specializes in this? Women, more often than not, come to you and say, my partner isn't getting that this is what works for me. The most common thing is truly the emotional intimacy aspect of it. Like so many women want to feel more of that connection from their partner, more of the like, you know, he's not just paying attention to me when he wants to have sex. Like he's connecting with me all throughout the day. And it's simple stuff like make eye contact with me, give me a hug, give me a kiss, say nice things to me so that it feels easier, you know, when we get into bed at the end of the night to want to connect physically too. So it's really the emotional intimacy so much of the stuff that we talked about with Casey, like helping out around the house, even the the chore play, that's what we call it, can be really chore sexy. Chore play, like, Donald. That's good for <laughs> you. Watching chore your man play. do some chores can genuinely be down. pretty sexy. Yeah, write down the word chore play. He's got his chore pen play. out, everybody. It's a I have a feeling top. you'd be really good By at way, chore play, keep, Donald. This keeps coming up. Um, it came up with the gynecologist as well. I think that the idea of – it seems to me you're saying that women are turned on by – Mr. The, Clean. 
No, by the guy actually doing the things she's always asking him to do. And it sounds Mr. funny. Mr. Clean. <laughs> Not just cleaning. In Casey's example, it was taking the kids to school or whatever. Um, you know, like doing and it's, it's, it's not you, just it's not just taking the kids to school. It's making the load. What I heard was it's making the load lighter. So it's not yeah. it's it's a bunch of different things. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's well, being a real partner, like being a right. true partner. It's interesting. When I, when, I, when I asked you this question, I thought you were going to say something when you said emotional connection. My brain went to during foreplay and sex, eye contact and emotional words and stuff like that. But then it was even more interesting to me that you're like, no, no, throughout the day, the chore play and the hugs and the kisses throughout the day, that that's what women are looking for. For women, I I think a lot of women feel like foreplay is all throughout the day. Like the way that you treat me all throughout the day is going to affect how I show up in the bedroom with you. So it's it's really important to like be able to to have that connection and to feel important to each other. And I think for women too, I really think the cheat code to women is doing what you say you're going to do. There is nothing sexier to a woman than a man who does what he says he's going to do. Wow, that's a headline. Daniel, write that down. <laughs> Put that in the headline. Everybody says it. Everybody's like, I mean what I say and I say what I mean. No, but a lot of people don't. They yeah, don't. we don't Bullshit. see that follow through. And then, and then we can't trust you. We can't trust you, right? Yeah. And trust is so important for us to to be able to to let ourselves go in the moment. You know, I think a lot of men, men and women alike, like we want to be able to let go during sex and just really like enjoy ourselves and lose ourselves in that moment. And like we need to feel that trust in you to be able to do that. And I think what can be really helpful for men out there who, you know, maybe we we definitely haven't been socialized in that way to think about like the the emotional connection throughout the day and how those household responsibilities might tie into the emotional connection. So I think what is super helpful for men, I know this has been super helpful for me is, you know, starting to create a habit of tying those things that I do around those around the house, those chores that I have to the way that they make Vanessa feel. So for example, um, I make the bed. That's one of my responsibilities around the house. And Vanessa and I have different definitions of what, you know, done right is around the bed. Like, you know, I'm fine just pulling the covers up and, you know, putting the pillows on. Vanessa's like, oh no, like, you know, I want everything nice and tucked in. I want, I want all those, those decorative yeah, pillows. All the decorative oh, like, pillows. Gosh, women Stand love those decorative pillows. pillows. I don't understand them. They're so yeah, stupid. Yeah. I can't Vanity sleep on either. that shit. How come I can't sleep on it? They're so comfy. I know. And, I and as soon as we get in. Yeah, as soon as I get into bed, I'm taking all the pillows off. And I'm like, why am I putting them on the bed when we're just going to mess them all up when we get in the bed anyway? So, but what I needed to learn was that. For Vanessa, it's the experience of walking into the room and seeing that really nice bed. It's it's like so it's good. like when you walk into a really nice hotel room and you're yeah. like, oh, this is this is Let so me get nice. In this bed yeah. and mess it up. This is so yeah. nice and peaceful. So for her, I've I've come to realize like uh, yeah, she lights up when you know if I initiate sex and we walk into the bedroom and everything is all nicely made. She's like, oh, this is so luxurious. And so instead of me getting caught up on like, you know, feeling resentful around like, oh, well, why is her definition of done so different than mine? Why does she want these dumb decorative pillows on the bed? I've retrained myself to think about, ah, she's going to be so happy when she sees this. And, you know, and she's going to be so excited to get into that bed 
with me. And so whether yeah. it's the bed or the you dishes re- you or reframe whatever. It, you reframe it as chore play. You're going, yeah. oh my God, if you could bounce a quarter off that bed, she's going yes. to be she's even more to, turned on. She is going <laughs> to let you put a thumb in the butt if you do right. that. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, when it comes to sex itself, the number one thing that we hear from women is they want men to slow down. Yes. And a lot of that ties into the foreplay conversation that we were having earlier. Like so many men, it's like you hear a yes from her and you're like, okay, let's get right down to business. Yeah, I I might miss my chance. (laughs) Yeah. But so many women are like, no, please, like slow down. I want you to touch me all over and kiss me all over and get me to the point where I'm like begging you for more rather than than jumping right into it. Yeah, one thing you said, um, if I can quote your guide, is women are desperate for men to take more time on the buildup. So many Mm -hmm. people underestimate the lead-up, but many vulva owners say that the teasing is their favorite part of being pleasured. Yeah, that is what we hear all the time. Like, when you're teasing me, like that, that's the most pleasurable, most exciting part of the yeah. experience for some okay. of them. Okay. Well, what if, all right, this is, that's for couples, but my friend here, my colleague here, is a single man. And so there might be di- a different, how do you connect with somebody? Like, how do you, with sex, like, I'm sure when he meets somebody, he's like, all right, I, that's a pressure right there. I got to perform. Because maybe well, I want this person to come back. You know what of I mean? Of course. Like, well, I think even in a, what they're saying, if that I what I'm getting is even if it's not a relationship, if it's a new thing, that that everything should be slowed down, and that what she's mm-hmm. saying is that women are constantly saying that if if you just once things start going, a man just starts rushing through everything, and okay, let's get to intercourse. Where she's saying women are saying it doesn't matter. Slow everything down. Tease me. I think that you know. But like, does that so that applies in the single life as why well? Why wouldn't it, Why wouldn't yeah. it apply to a single man? That's a statistic, right? So, like, let's say oh, you meet yeah. somebody that's not like that, and is like, I want to fuck tonight. I don't want to just you know go right. through. She's not saying every single woman. I'm sure, of course, there's women who are just like you know, let's get right to it. But she's saying that one of the most common things that they hear is that women like being teased or edging, right? Edging? Is that what edging, the kids say? love that word. <laughs> edging's slightly different. Edging Ew. is like when you're working towards orgasm and you keep getting somebody to the edge of an orgasm and then you back off. And oh, you're like, it's a different kind down. of teasing, but we're down. talking more about the earlier stages are of these, teasing. But, are these techniques in the instruction manual? Yeah, they're in the guide. They Donald. are, I did they my are. homework. Donald didn't do his homework. I've been reading these guys. I've Man, my life is <laughs> the homework. My life is the homework, Zach. <laughs> Um, you guys don't. Do you mind if I quote some of your your manual? Or no, you, go yeah. for it. I, I love uh, so that some of the through them. Well, I find it very informative. One of the things that um, um, do you like the illustrations? They're great. I yeah, actually put some in wonderful. our group chat. I put some wonderful. in our group chat to just to get Donald. To, I, I was trying to I was trying to do some foreplay for the episode with Donald, and I sent him some of your uh, imagery. Nice. Um, <laughs> some of the yeah, examples. All that does all it does is make me red. It would have been a different interview, so I'm glad I didn't look at the stuff. <laughs> uh, massage. Here's some of the things. Massage your partner's body. Massage brings blood flow to the area, increasing sensitivity. Just like mm-hmm. blood flow is crucial for getting a penis erect, it's equally important for getting a clitoris turned on. So blood flow can lead to a delightful throbbing feeling between your partner's legs. Yeah, you know, so we actually haven't talked about the clitoris too much. And this is 
the cause of the issue with intercourse. So on a man's body, the most sensitive part is the penis. On a woman's body, the most sensitive part is the clitoris. And so the problem with intercourse is that there's not a whole lot of clitoral stimulation. Like, it's kind of in the vicinity, but you're penetrating her vagina. Mm. And the vagina does not have very many nerve endings, especially when you compare it to the clitoris and the penis. The penis has like two to 3,000 nerve endings in it. The clitoris has eight to 9,000 nerve endings. So it's actually way more sensitive wow. than the penis. And so when you're That's having why intercourse- That's hidden. That's why yeah, I you're... all of that skin because the wind hit that one. <laughs> it's, it's like, ah! So you're stimulating a part of her body that like just doesn't have a lot of nerve endings. So the comparison that I like to make is from a nerve ending standpoint, intercourse for a woman is like playing with a man's balls. Which can be nice. Like, and maybe you even get hard, you get excited, but sure, you're not gonna fun. you're not gonna stay hard very long. Like you're definitely not having an orgasm. You're definitely not gonna have an orgasm. And that's the same thing for I women. Don't like know, it can well, be wait, fun. Oh, wait, it can be connecting, but I have a question, I don't Donald. Know. Donald, don't say you're gonna come from having your balls played with. All right, listen, I have a question. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. I'm just um, saying I thought you were like, I don't know. My balls no. Um, <laughs> my balls get touched. <laughs> my question for you is this. Now, there are women listening, I'm sure, who would say, oh, oh no, I, I am one of the people mm-hmm. who can have an orgasm from vaginal intercourse solely. Is that because the clitoris is being stimulated during during sex by being brushed up against? Why is that, why like is that happening that's a for- That's question. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's that why I'm a good podcast 15%. host. Yes, so so only 10 to 15%. They're having it just because of the, basically the man's pelvis is doing a drive-by of her clit. Typically. So the most, the, like the best position for female orgasm is woman on top. And it's for that exact reason that you're describing is your clitoris, it's like kind of rubbing against your partner's lower abdomen. So you're getting some clitoral stimulation that way. And the That's cool thing the about the clitoris is, is, <laughs> is you, you know. Is that why you e- recommended dad bod? Because <laughs> the, the gut <laughs> rubs against the clitoris. Rubs against that shit. Yep. <laughs> so all these guys with abs. Technique. All these guys with abs. You fuck it up, bro. Those abs. It's good, for, it's good for mental stimulation, right. but if you're really trying to touch that <laughs> six pack is not you touching need the a little bit of a freaking beer gut. <laughs> then that's why Donald stopped working out. No, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> that's what's happening for the majority of the times. But the cool thing about the clitoris is it does, you know, it, there is that little nub of skin that we see like visible, but it also does extend up into the body. And it's kind of, you know, it's placed in different ways based on different people's anatomy. So for some people, you can stimulate it internally through the walls of the vagina. Oh. But I kind of compare it to like getting a massage on, like getting a massage on your bare skin versus getting a massage when you're wearing a wool sweater. Like, sure, the, you you might be able to feel some simulation getting the massage over the wool sweater, but it's like a little bit harder. So for those, that small percentage of women, some of them just happen to naturally have a clitoris that's like those interior portions of it are a little more sensitive. Maybe they're in a spot where it's easier to access them. But for the majority of us, it's like we got five wool sweaters on and you're not feeling anything. Yeah, okay, but so but the good news, the good news, though, is that the clitoris can also be stimulated during intercourse. And, and very easily. So we are, you know, we are always advocating for more clitoral stimulation. Right. Because the reality is that, you know, when you combine those two things, that can yes. be extremely pleasurable. And very often that's. Yeah, so do you recommend 
bringing like a small vibrator or a bullet into intercourse. So that's constant. I mean, I say bring whatever you need to Wait, get you there. Can I ask right. the, the professionals? I'm not asking you. You don't know oh, shit. Okay. Uh, that's what they're going to say. Um, <laughs> do you recommend, obviously people can digitally stimulate, but do you, do you recommend people bring some sort of vibrating thing in that's constantly going on the clitoris while the man is entering the vaginal canal? Donald right here. I say, like bring, professor, dude. bring. I'm trying to sound okay, professor. <laughs> I'm trying to counteract you because you're like, I got a nut, and uh, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to fucking be the antidote to the way you talk. Sorry, answer the question, guys. <laughs> Donald's right here. We say, bring, bring whatever you can. So if you like using a vibrator, that's great. There are some like small ones that can you know slip in between your bodies, or there are different positions you can be in where you can use any size of toy, or if you just prefer using your hands, using your partner's hands, doing cowgirls, so you're rubbing up against your partner's abdomen. But we kind of, we have this like ABC rule, always be touching the clit. <laughs> so always, any, there's always be, be clitting. Always be Always be touching Dave. the clit. We dropped okay. those two T's. Yeah. But, write that home. <laughs> write that down at home, everyone. Donald literally brought a notepad. I've never seen him bring a notepad to an interview. Always be closing. Always be closing. My wife said it. We do have good sex. It's it's well. Imagine wonderful. you. You should try bringing a little small vibrational device in, and maybe it will drive her even more crazy. Because I bet that's going to lead to another thing that you advocate for, which is the obvious: shaking it up, surprising your partner, right? Yeah, we do advocate mixing things up in the bedroom. Research has shown that when we do new things with our partner inside and outside of the bedroom, our brains light up. Like this is why we all talk about the early stage of a relationship with so much fondness because everything felt new, right? It mm. felt so exciting. And then we get, you know, six months, a year into the relationship, we're doing the same old thing over and over and over again and then wondering like, why isn't it as, as exciting? Because you're not mixing it up. You're not doing new things anymore. Right. So if you continue like just bringing, you know, bringing new things into the bedroom, trying new things, there's always something new to explore. But a lot of times people hear that advice and they go to an extreme like, oh, we've got to be doing some real kinky shit all the time and like yeah. constantly pushing our boundaries. Right. They come and, like, home with like a rubber fist. If you, if like, you want to, <laughs> do all the kinky stuff your heart desires. But sometimes for a lot of couples in long-term relationships, mixing it up could be something as simple as like, what's something that you used to do in those earlier stages of the relationship that you haven't done in a while? And it could be something as simple as like oral sex. Maybe you haven't gone down on your partner in a really long time. Like, bring that back. Or That's maybe you guys are, like, always having sex in the bed. Could you do it on the sofa or on yeah. the washing machine or something like that? So it's like yeah. mix it up a little bit. It doesn't have to be extreme. I like that. Let's take a break. We'll be right back after these fine words. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? Yes. This is a show about women. 
Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European Political Systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. And looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Shannon Doherty, host of the new podcast, Let's Be Clear with Shannon Doherty. You may know me from, let's see, 90210, Charmed, Mallrats, Heathers. You probably also know me from my stage four cancer diagnosis and sharing that journey with so many of you. There's something so authentic about a podcast. It's me connecting, me talking raw in the moment. That's what my goal is to give you to talk about why I feel that cancer to a certain extent is a gift, what my responsibilities are as a person with cancer, because I think that there's something so much bigger than me. And to be honest, I'm still trying to find out what that is. And maybe together we'll find it. It's going to be a wild ride. So I hope that you all tune in. Listen to Let's Be Clear with Shannon Doherty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, now what happens when kids are thrown into the situation? Like you're a married couple and you have one, two, three, four children. Six. Nine, in my case. <laughs> um, no. Um, no, but what happens when you have children? Like, And now sex is something that you got to sneak off and do. And, you know, there's something fun in that, obviously. But then it becomes, it, it also is like, damn, shit, we got to fucking go be quiet and do this. We got to go find... Uh, area we can't just do it like we did it when we were dating mm -hmm. like when you know what i mean so yeah what happens then like I, I guess my question is how do you repair your sex life when it's that you know what i mean kids definitely make things a whole lot more challenging a for a lot wrench. of reasons <laughs> like you know i mean it completely changes a woman's relationship with her body it brings up all those questions about mental load and responsibility and how we're dividing things up you know are we feeling like a true partnership do we have quality time with each other like that's a whole episode in and of itself talking about that but i think you know some of the simplest things that you can do are really trying to carve out some quality time where you get to focus on being partners, not just parents. Like it's so easy to lose your identity as a couple because you're so wrapped up in being parents. So you're not going to be able to be as spontaneous as you would without little people running around the house. Um, but you can still have date nights. You can still, you know, maybe it's like in your room, you're going to go have sex in the closet or you're going to put a rug down on the floor or something like that. Like you can still do little creative things there. Um, and definitely getting away for any sort of like, even if it's just a staycation for one night, send the 
kids with grandma and grandpa or whatever oh, you can we, do. Like we don't have that type of situation. Well, when she's talking to hundreds of thousands of people, not just you. I know, but I'm saying I'm saying there are a lot of people out there that are in the same situation that Casey and I are in, and yeah, a lot of yeah. people don't have a lot of people don't have support outside of their a own lot home. Don't. Yeah, a lot of people don't. So it's, you know, it's just, it comes down to being as creative as you can. And I don't want to make it sound like it's super easy. Like kids really make things so much more challenging. And I think parents like are not prepared for that. And then they feel a lot of shame and frustration and guilt. So it's it's trying to get creative and see like, what is it that you can do? So maybe it's like, do you have a, a like friends that also have kids where you guys could swap? Like, we're going to take care of your kids while you guys have a date night and then you'll trade and we'll have the date night. Yeah, and, and this wanna... is why it's so important to just be able to talk about this stuff openly because so often, you know, we don't really talk that openly about our sex life, you know, before we have kids. We think, oh, sex is just this thing that happens, you know, it happens at the end of the night. We've done it this certain way for all these years. And then all of a sudden, like you were saying, Donald, like you have kids and then it's like, oh, we got to be really strategic about this. There's There's specific windows of time that we can and can't have sex. And so it's so important to be able to talk about that, you know, ideally before you have kids and maybe, you know, while she's pregnant and really right at the beginning. So you can really acknowledge like, yeah, this isn't going to be like it used to be before, because if you don't talk about it, what happens is you just end up kind of feeling resentful, like, hey, it's not fair. That's not like it used to be. But the reality is, is going to change. And it's so helpful to be able to acknowledge that and then talk about, OK, what is our plan for sex, you know, maybe it's not something that can just happen anymore. We have to make it happen. So when are we going to make it happen? What are the windows of time that are good for us? What are the windows of time that are bad for us? And how do we structure all the responsibilities and the schedule so that we can make it happen on a more regular basis? I want to just circle back um, to the other side of things. I had asked you, what do women uh, most commonly say that they wish men understood? If I could ask you the opposite now, what do men most often say? One of the things I think you touched on is that they're expected to always be the the horny yeah. one and initiate, and that and that of course is uh, something we've already crossed. But what else do you think that men would say? I wish my partner, my um, my girlfriend, my wife understood this about my sexuality. I think the number one thing that men would love women to know is that. When men want to have sex, it's because they want to feel emotional connection with their partner. It's not because they're just horny and, you know, they, they have an itch, they got a scratch. I think that's one of the biggest things that men get misunderstood by, you know, the female partner is just like, oh, he just wants to get off. And the reality is most men haven't been socialized to know how to have really solid emotional connection outside of sex. Sex is one of the number one ways that we feel comfortable opening up and being vulnerable and expressing our love. And so when we are trying to have sex, it's not because we're just horny. It's because I mean, that's part of it. Yeah, it's, well, <laughs> like, but that's but not it's, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's not like, oh, well, I just want to have sex with anybody. It's like, I want to have sex with you because I love you. And that's how I show you that I love you. Mm. And I'll, I'll piggyback off of that too. Like, I think Men want women to be excited about intimacy too. A lot of men are like, I don't want to just have sex to my partner. Like, I want to have an experience together. I want to know that she wants me, that she wants to do this, that she's excited. So over and don't over just and like over again. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like men don't want – they don't really want you to just throw them a bone. Like they want you to participate in this experience with mm. them. Yeah. yeah, there's a thing There's a thing called uh, mercy fuck and that's not on anybody's mm. list or of enjoyable. Yeah, that's yeah. like please, no thank you. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, men I think like men can tell and I think that's something women don't realize. Yeah. Is we think like, "Oh, okay, yeah." I think women can tell too though. I think not only can men tell, women can tell when the dude's not into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, yeah, you want to talk about rejection. Shit. You think a guy get guys are no used to getting rejected. Imagine being a wo- being a woman and being like, "I want to fuck." And the dude being like, "Nah." Mm-hmm. That's well, that, got to feel like shit. Well, that's oh, what yeah. happens. I mean, obviously, that's one thing they were talking about earlier is that this stereotype that the man feels like he's always got to be the one who's who's down for it. And, and um, you know, you're someone who is clearly always down for it. But I think there's a lot of men out there who are like who 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 break the the stereotype and be like, I'm sorry, I'm tired. I'm not in the mood tonight. And then mm-hmm. there's that the shame for the man of like, oh, am I not? Um, am I not masculine enough because I don't feel well, that? What about now? the woman who has to deal with that? Who has to, you know, that's a that's a real strong blow to an ego. You're you're supposed to be the one that's that's desired. You you know what I mean? It's stereotypically, right. and then all of a sudden you throw yourself out there and you make yourself vulnerable, and he says, "Nah, I'm not. I don't. I don't want to do that." Yeah. Imagine that's that, what she, you know, that's the what whole she conversation is every, you know, if, what I heard from my wife was my wife wants, you know, she not, there's a part of it that's also, she wants, she wants to feel attractive in this situation too. And if she doesn't feel that because of all of the things that are going on in her mind, she, you know, if she doesn't feel that, then she's not going to perform the way she wants to perform. Right. So imagine saying to somebody, now you're begging for sex with a dude. And he's like, nah, I'm not in the mood. I don't want to do it. You know what I mean? We need to wrap up soon, but I wanted no, to end on- No, this is too good of an episode. I want to end on something. Donald was very excited to talk a little bit about ass play, and um, he has Thank a you. famous Finally. quote on our, I'm going to play you a I famous sound- I waited to the end of the show. I don't want to- It's like I don't want to end the episode without Donald getting to ask his questions about ass play, but this is a famous soundbite we play on our show. Whether it be taking a poop, whether it be a finger, whether it be a tongue, whether it- You know, everybody likes a little ass play. Now, uh, I'm not sure that, that that's true, but um, that is Donald's perspective. <laughs> I wanted to read a little bit from your guide, if I can. Um, this is from the Foreplay Guide Penis Edition. Um, it says, venture back door. Gay and bi men are usually pretty clued into the delights of the anus, but straight guys can be more squeamish since the anus is still pretty taboo in our society. But the anus has tons of nerve endings and feels good for people of all genders and orientations. So, um, can you uh, speak to that? Since Donald's been excited for you, too. okay, I don't know. Listen, not you. Maybe. I'm not asking you to speak to it. I'm asking them to speak <laughs> to it. I got more questions to go on top of that. That's all. I know, but we, the show is usually an hour long, Donald. But go ahead, guys. Not this one. 
<laughs> yeah, we have a we have a whole separate butt stuff guide because we really want to encourage people to explore backdoor. Like it's really frustrating that there is still this taboo around anal play, um, especially for straight men because it's we just have we all have nerve endings there. It doesn't matter who you like to have sex with, we just all have those nerve endings there. So yeah, we uh, really walk you through all the different ways to play, and I'm I'm glad that Donald had this great little sound clip because I think one of the big misconceptions that people have is we think the only way to do it is to have intercourse. Like there has to be something going into the butt, like a you know penis or a toy or something like that. But fingers, tongues, like just a little play around the outside can be really fun. It can be a great way to like just play around with it initially and see like, do I like this? Do I want to go a little bit further? So fingers are a great starting point. Okay, do you recommend washcloth in the ass before <laughs> this stuff? You do not need to do anything special. Definitely don't shove a washcloth up there. <laughs> well, Things like you know, enemas. It on... you, know, you can take a shower beforehand, especially if you're like brand new to this, you're feeling a little bit nervous, you're squeamish mm-hmm. about the cleanliness, but don't go up into your ass. Like just oh, wash Donald, around the outside. Very gentle. Write that down on your notepad. He's got his notepad. Don't put right the washcloth. I'm, I'm really oh, concerned about ass. the washcloth. You know how they say don't, don't put, put a, the you know how they say don't put a Q-tip ass, in your ear canal? Don't yes, put a washcloth yeah, don't put the up the your ear. But no, everybody ass. puts the Q-tip in their ear canal. So I know. I don't know if this is good advice. No. <laughs> so you, um, can, you can clean up a little bit back there for sure. You don't have to, but it will probably help you feel a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, but regardless of regardless of what amount of cleanup you do or don't do, you always want to make sure that you are never touching the vagina or the vulva with the same finger or hand that you are touching the butt oh, with. Yeah, you can't yes, go see, from ass to okay, vagina. Okay, so, so write that at, down, Donald. Write that down. Wait, hold on. So you that can is not healthy. Go from vagina healthy. to ass, but not from from ass to vagina. So once you go ass, let's go clean. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then we can go vagina again. Yes. Right, because that right. will cause obviously infections or bacteria in the vaginal canal, right? Yes. Correct. Okay. Well, People, you need to write that down, Donald. Well, no, because um, there ain't a lot of ass play over here, baby. Um, the <laughs> thing is. <laughs> well, once you put your washcloth, maybe things will change. Yeah, you've been doing it wrong this whole time, Donald. That, that's what it is. That's what it is. Do you um, think that men are, are, I mean, this is obviously something that's in um, in porn more and more. But do you think that, like, it feels like there's this cultural shift to, to straight men being more open to this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love that because, again, it's like anal play has no orientation to it. Like, it's just really unfortunate that we've made this connotation with it. Like, we always we always talk about, like, okay, sure, there are lots of gay men who love anal sex. You know what else lots of gay men love? Blowjobs. Yeah. But is anybody calling, like, a guy who loves blowjobs, like, oh, he's secretly gay. He He's really into those blowjobs. Like, of course not. So we have to take away the really silly taboo around it. But, um, yeah, I'm glad to see more straight men feeling more open to exploring backdoor. All right. Well, thank you, guys. This has been incredible. And I just want to thank you. And I hope you'll come back. with, with uh, we, we could do a whole other hour. We're going to do guys. the homework. Um, yeah, we'll I would lo- love to hear how it goes with you guys. I appreciate you guys sharing your story and being so vulnerable. And I'm happy to come back and do a little checkup. And will you um, please plug both things again? Because I really do think uh, if you're listening to this, this guide is is really no joke. It's There's both one for penis and vaginas. It's very informative. And I'm butt. learning. 
Oh, there's also a butt one. I don't have that. I wasn't sent that one. But tell oh, everyone we'll how you, they- We can send you the butt one. <laughs> yes, give me give me the works. I want the whole package. But tell our audience uh, <laughs> how they can not only get your guides, but the book that you guys wrote together. So they can head over to vmtherapy.com, V-M-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y.com to find the ultimate foreplay guides, next level intercourse, butt stuff, dirty talk, the art of initiation, the sex challenges. We have so much fun stuff to check out there. And then if you want to pick up the book, you can get that at sextalksbook.com. And uh, it has links to all the retailers. Once you buy the book, if you go back to that page and fill out a quick little form with your order info, we'll send you a free workbook that goes along with the book so that you can get as uh, the most out of it possible. And then That's we are also super active on Instagram. We're at Vanessa and Xander, and Xander is spelled with an X. So all of the things are linked there as well. And we put out a lot of like stories every day, talking about sex, relationships, giving you all the tools and techniques. So there's a workbook to the book also. Yeah. Do you fill it out while you're having sex or do you have to wait while when you're done? Yes, while you're having sex. <laughs> you're like, please fill out the workbook. I'm okay, doing this feels nice. Give me the I pen, like honey. It's honey, not gonna, it's, honey, hand it's me the sharpie. It's not going to feel clinical at all. Yeah, you just get a little clipboard, like pin it to the headboard and, you know. No, we do we do not advocate taking notes during sex, but the workbook can be helpful outside of the bedroom. <laughs> all right, you guys. Thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate you. Thanks yeah. for having Thank us. Thank you. Thunderous Thank applause, so Daniel. Thunderous <laughs> applause! <laughs> Thanks, Bye, guys. guys. That was great. They were lovely. Casey really liked that, man. That was the first time she ever left here not being like, I mean, she wanted to sit down and stay, and then when it was over, she but when it was when you were like, we gotta move on. I could tell she was like, shit, I've got so many more questions. Well, you know, they that are available actually... for hire, Donald. You could uh, have a private no, you session. Know, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Absolutely. I think everybody should go to some form of therapy in their life. And so that is something that maybe Casey and I will explore. But first of all, Joelle, kudos to getting them. Yeah, great and guest, Joelle. That was by really way, awesome. By the way, I want to say... You know, we're looking for people to develop podcasts for. We should develop a podcast for them. They're incredible. I mean, they could talk forever about the sex. You know, no, I mean? and then you could have um, you could have couples come on and 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 share their story and have them give them advice. I would, I think that would be very popular. I agree. Joelle, don't I, you? Yeah, no, they're our, amazing. As, they have really good. Do they chemistry. have a podcast already? I they do Instagram videos, and they went TikTok viral after she said that. They posted a video about how they make out every day as a way to like keep the spark alive oh, in their I saw relationship. That, video. that was them. Yeah. Yeah. Of totally. course. Stephanie sent me that video and I was like, word. <laughs> That's actually a really good one right there. Yeah. Right. Right. And also, I just think like people love hearing that they're not alone and they have XYZ. Mm -hmm. Everybody has the same issues. And that's why I think that the episode is good because. So many things we talked about, people are going to want to talk about. I think that's why Casey responded the way she responded, too, because she's like, oh, shit, it's not just me. She said she was like, this is classic. This is a classic case of and there was a there was a remedy for what Casey's ailment was and, and my ailment was. And it wasn't it didn't make us feel like we were alone. And that's that's a perfect example that Zach. Absolutely, bro. Let's take a break. We'll be right back after these fine words. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This segment of Fake Doctors Real Friends is brought to you by T Mobile 5G Home Internet. Protecting you from exploding bills with a price lock guarantee. Visit tmobile.com slash Zach to check availability. Hey, hold up, man. That's your name. All right. And now, Joelle, what do you have for us? We got some letters. I thought we'd do like a little, a quick mailbag. So I pulled three letters. They're really sweet. Our first one comes from September Quinn. September writes, first, I wanted to say how much I enjoyed the podcast throughout the years. I never laugh so hard as I do with all the antics and observations of you guys. This is the first time I've emailed. At first, I was bummed that you had to stop talking about Scrubs episodes with a strike going on, but I have really enjoyed the episodes in the meantime. Hearing from different people like Elizabeth Banks, The Vagina Doctor, Adam about the writer's strike, and now Andy about alcohol has been great. I was really excited when I opened up the pod today and saw Andy was going to be on. Long story short, years ago, I got involved with his group One Year No Beer. Took their challenge to go alcohol-free for 28 days, then three months, then a year. Andy and his group helped change my relationship with alcohol. I haven't binge drank in years and I seldom drink alcohol now. It really is a healthy, life-changing concept. I enjoy the points they all brought up in the episode. I just wanted to say thanks for having him on as well as all the other guests. Perhaps when the reviews of the Sorry. Perhaps when the review of the episodes are finished, they can continue to make a podcast just like this with different perspectives on a lot of different things, particularly in regards to health, lifestyle, mental health, etc. to keep in line with the Scrubs theme. It's really yeah. good these kinds of things mixed in with kind of humor Zach and Donald bring to everything. Thanks again for a great show. September Quinn. That was September. First yes. of all, I never met someone named September. That's a great name. That is exactly what Donald and I are feeling. And I'm getting this kind of feedback all over the place. People really... Loving it. And just in time, Donald, because, you know, Donald and I have been brainstorming of what the show is going to be, as you guys all know, because we made it a part of the show. And the strike has forced us to start doing some of the things that we wanted to do, which was to bring on, you know, interesting people. And um, I'm just so glad that people are liking it. My, my assistant, Mark, actually said to me, he goes, to be honest, I'm, I'm liking the show so much more. <laughs> but I don't think that he was necessarily a Scrubs viewer, but uh, for him, he's really loving these episodes. I love it too. I'm just as a as a host of the show. I love it too. You know, we were just talking about switching it up in the bedroom. Sometimes it's nice to switch it up and talk about other things. I do miss talking about that show we were on. You know what I mean? That I can't talk about. Well, we're I gonna. do miss talking about. Uh, you know, I do miss having some of the guests that were on the show. Maybe that's something we can do. Also, having of unique course. guests with. You know, bring Sarah Chalk on, and Sarah Chalk talks to the vagina doctor. I'd love to hear Sarah talk up to the vagina doctor. Uh, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? So, you know, maybe that's what it is also. I don't know. All I know is I like what we're doing right now also, and the strike, as much as I want to get back to work and I understand why we're striking and stuff, I do like the fact that we were able to pivot and find something else that was – Interesting. And it turns out that it's a bunch of things. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so, I, I like the idea of us still being fake doctors and real friends, but just talking about other things. Well, we don't have the good news is it, it's we don't have that many more Scrubs episodes. Right, Joel? I mean, we have that's, the that's 12 not good from, news. That's bad news. Well, I'm just saying what I meant to say is it's good news that we're finding a way to keep the pod going because we enjoy it so much. Because Scrubs episodes wise, when the strike when the strike is over, 
I know we have the 12 episodes from season nine. How many do we have left in season eight? Oh, gosh. I don't remember off the top of my head, but not that many. I think we're about halfway, a little over halfway. Right. So maybe there's, I don't know, 17 or so Mm -hmm. episodes left. Yeah, there there are eight left in this season we haven't covered. All right. So by my math, that's 20 episodes of Scrubs rewatch left. You know what? You should play the more you know sound song right there, Daniel. <laughs> no, you know what you. Oh, I wish we could play that dub scrub same. Do, 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 do. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, September. Go ahead, Joel. All right. Our next uh, letter comes from Rob. Rob writes Hey, Zach and Donald. I thought the two of you might get a kick out of this. Here's what he sent. So there's. A short excerpt I'd like to share with you some scrubs from Scrubs today, and it's called simply Guy Love. <laughs> and I can tell you this seemed like a much better idea when I was writing this piece than actually having to, to do this right now. <clears throat> anyway, it goes a little something like this. It's Guy Love, that's all it is. Guy Love, he's mine, I'm his. There's nothing gay about it in our eyes. (laughs) And when I say I love you, Dan, it's not what it implies. It's Guy Love between two guys. Nice. The best man toast. So, yeah. So the rest of his letter says, this is a short clip from my best man speech over the weekend for my best friend of over 20 years, Dan. We spent literally hundreds of hours bending scrubs in our teenage years, and I can think of no quote, poem, or reading more fitting to sum up my feelings toward the groom than a rendition of Guy Love. This questionable Uh. performance was preceded by a brief synopsis of scrubs and an explanation of why Turk and JD's relationships resonated with us so much. It's like I married my best friend, but in a totally manly way. Thanks for endless hours of entertainment throughout the years and providing the perfect musical number to send my buddy off into married life. He's a Turk to my JD. Greetings from across the pond. Rob from London. Oh, that's very sweet, Rob. Very sweet. And thank you for loving the show. And uh, and by the way, a great idea. If you're if you if you have to give a best man speech and you have no idea what you're going to do, just sing a little little bit of guy love. Hell yeah. Right, Donald? Yo, yo, I'm going to say one thing that took guts to yeah. do in front of that whole family yeah. like that. Like, and they weren't the warmest crowd. Like, and the they were love. not the warmest crowd. <laughs> yeah, and tough they crowd. were kind of, they were kind of like, they were kind of laughing at him like, all right, wrap this shit up, but Right. I'm always so when nervous when a best man gives a speech, though, aren't you? Because they're all, I, I've never uh, seen one that wasn't cr- cringe. First of all, you crushed your best man speech. Well, that I'm, shit was so, yeah. that shit was so good <laughs> that look, all the writers, and there were some pretty big time writers at my wedding to Miss Casey Cobb. All of them were like, "Yo, this motherfucker just killed it." Yeah, you well, crushed that speech, you. and you didn't sing "God Love" to crush it. No, but I'm I'm a comedy writer. I think that for this guy to to need something to do vulnerable. Yes, it was vulnerable and it was sweet and uh good good job. Good job. All right. So this last one is a video and Dana will fix it for our listeners to edit. I'm gonna caution everyone on the call to just turn your volume down a little bit. 
Oh, uh, shit. Okay, just a little bit. Well, it shouldn't be a blowout, but just, just a little caution. So this letter is from Dan. He says, hi, guys. I'm a bit late, but I remember you talking about Todd Time website and how it wasn't up anymore. Well, for reasons I'd rather not get into, I have the video saved in my phone. So here it is in all its banana hammock glory. Oh. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! 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 I mean, we have to describe to the audience that that noise was Rob oiled up in a banana hammock in front of the old ER entrance with the ramp to Sacred Heart. And he was posing uh, and humping. He was was flexing. He was flexing, but I mean, he was posing like a weightlifter. Like a bodybuilder. And then he was, yeah. And then he was, there was a section where he was air humping. Yeah. And um and you could it, see that there was a lot of shaft and balls. There was a lot on. of shaft bouncing in the banana hammock. I could show um, you. Joel, I, I need that video. That, yeah. please, so you're telling me when you used yeah. to go to Rob's website, that was just autoplay? That was just the only thing on the site? That was the Todd that Times was. from an episode. I wish I could remember which specific episode it was, but there's an episode where it's like go to toddtime.com. Oh, and I then see. it'll be there. And so, so the within the episode, we got the we we got the domain and put that up. Yeah. Joel, can you send me that video right because now. I need to Please. send that to Bill and I others. That, I need that in my. I'm going to send that to Johnny C and yeah. Sarah and. We should post it on social so everywhere. everyone can see it too. Yeah, please too put it on, um, on uh, our socials. We don't even have a fake doctor's. We don't page, have. Do I was thinking maybe we should create an Instagram or something. Well, I barely use socials uh, anymore, but Joel and Dana will put it on there so you guys can <laughs> see. If you don't mind, guys, put yeah, it I mean, on your social. My social is all animation now. Animation of my kids. Oh, really? We didn't notice. <laughs> I thought you weren't on social. You wouldn't notice. Okay, if you whenever, on when it, I ever I turn liar. it on, all I see is you making a guy jump. Zach and Donald are gay newlyweds <laughs> in house arrest. <laughs> Thanks, T-Mobile. If you're over exploding internet bills, visit T-Mobile.com slash Zach and find out how new and existing customers get T-Mobile's price lock guarantee for home internet. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, what a show! I need to go. Uh, I need to go in the cold plunge and cool off. Oh my gosh! I don't oh, want to cool off. I want to heat up. It's time to flame. Didn't on. you learn any lessons? You better go do the dishes and fucking start dusting. Oh my guy! I'm gonna freak. <laughs> not only that. Not on, look. Chore play is the new chore play. play in the phase out of yeah. the house. Yeah, that's good. 
you're going to write that down on your whiteboard. Um, all right, audience, thank you for tuning in, and we hope you learned something. And, and check out that guide, because i got to tell you, it's quite informative. I, uh, I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot. Well, I hope wow. you get to apply it. I'm going to apply it to you. Point. I hope I get Listen, to apply it to you. My you know the asshole. section I want to apply to you? I want to read it to you. Go ahead, get it. Donald, um, I'm going to end with something from the, from the guide. Just to give everybody a nice little... Before. Okay. Yeah. This is this is this part is what we call happy ending, y'all. Yeah, this is your happy ending, okay? If your partner doesn't know or if you don't want to ask them, it's best to start with indirect stimulation and a move we call the tornado. <laughs> oh. By the way, they should I should do the audiobook for this for these really for should. these Everybody well, can you ask tornado. them if they... It's tornado, <laughs> you grab a thing, you rub on the top of the thing no, like this. I'm going to read like you a... from the guide. By the way, Joel, please tell them that if they need me to do the audiobook, I'm available. I'll let them know. Start off by slowly and very gently circling your partner's clitoris with your pointer finger without directly touching it. This is your first time getting anywhere... <laughs> this is your first time getting anywhere close to the clitoris. So remember that it's best to be very gentle at first. Plus, this will continue to feel like a tease. Make your circles tighter and tighter until you start grazing against the I can't read this. <laughs> Five, six, seven, eight. stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, he's got stories that we all should know. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, it's simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. You can learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Yes. Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10... We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.